Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Caitlin Bradnick. I'm Sue Smith. And, and we love we scams. We love scams. Guys, we love scams. Welcome and to our like podcast we, about scams. Yeah, welcome to our podcast. Um, we are comedians. We are not scam experts. We're we are um, in an emotional way, yes. <laughs> Emotionally, I feel every scam yeah. very deeply. Logistically, legally, mm. <laughs> I don't know. No. We don't <laughs> know about scams, but we have heart for scams. Yeah. So if you tried to sue us, there'd be nothing. Please, there. don't, <laughs> sue us. Please don't sue us. We have to say Please that. Please don't sue us. <laughs> As we say in every episode, we're doing the best we can. We're doing so our guys, best. Yeah. Our best. And thank you for listening because you're doing your best. <laughs> Our guest today is Naomi Regay, and she wrote an amazing piece for The Daily Dot about this MySpace influencer scammer called Audrey Kitching. Um, and it's just fascinating. She's like a fucking healer who will scam you out of your money and from shit that she bought on Alibaba. And not I Naomi, though. <laughs> Naomi's not that. Naomi... Audrey. Naomi is doing the Lord's work. Audrey is doing the devil's work. So. so Naomi, we're so excited because she broke this story basically. And we were just talking before we started recording that more people are coming out of the woodwork, that this story that she broke about this influencer, other people have been affected. Sue, you know, someone personally has been affected. So Naomi, please tell us all about it. Okay. So, um, you know, I don't have any direct experience with Audrey Kitching, right. except that I did um, find myself introduced to like her Instagram and her Twitter before I found out about the scamming. Okay. So was so, it intriguing before the scamming? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I love like energy healing and crystals and all that stuff. I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, yeah. <laughs> a skeptical believer, if you will. Like well, I do. It's fun to just jump into it. Totally. And I think that like intuitive work can be like really empowering, especially for women, because it's all about like listening to yourself and going within. And I think that's really cool. Um, and I've had like Reiki work done and all this stuff. And, you know, like you'll join like a Facebook group for horoscopes. And so somebody in a private Facebook group that I belong to was like, have you guys heard about Audrey Kitching? She's talking about this portal that's opening on January what? 5th. And I was like, what is this? Was was your friend like in support of it? Like we got to get on that portal or did she think it was kind of weird? I think just fascinated because this is a group for people mm -hmm. who like are interested in this kind of stuff. So it wasn't a group where we were like mocking anything. It's a group where it's like, oh, here's another person. And that's a thing that's happening more and more nowadays because of the internet is anyone can hop online and be like, hey, I know what's going on. <laughs> and you mean an energy portal, right? Yeah. Like it was like, uh, you know, a lot of people who are interested in energy and like. Not like a black hole um, portal that yeah. we're all afraid of getting sucked into. <laughs> people get into like numerology and yes. people will be like, oh, I'm like seeing these numbers all the time. And then uh, some energy healers will say like, yes, this number is really powerful. So like on January 5th at 555. And what caught my eye was she was talking about earth transitioning from 3d to 5d which i had never heard of before so i was like what and then is i went this? on her instagram and every instagram post is about 5d this and 5d that and i'm like what the fuck is she talking about so that was my first introduction to audrey kitching was this woman with pink hair has a twitter where she is saying that earth itself is trans transitioning from a 3d earth to a 5d earth and i was like <laughs> what does that even mean like what yeah. um 
So I started looking at her Twitter and then I was like, wow, some of these messages are very nice and like they resonate, you know, because it's all stuff about like trust your path and trust your journey. And like, who doesn't want to hear that when you're like flipping out all day on social media? (laughs) Right. So I did I did research 5D a little bit on my own even before finding out about the scamming because I I was like, what is this? Like, I don't know if I believe in this. Like, what is this? Um, And so there are... First of all, you like skip 4D and go straight to 5D, which is kind of like (laughs) a little odd. But I think that the general idea that the people who believe in this uh, are putting out there is that there's a three dimensional level of existence where it's based on like, you know, the basic material world. What can we see? What can we feel? What can we touch? Like you're focused on like your job, your money, your Mm -hmm. human relationships. Yeah, like the things that are concrete and tangible. And then I guess 4D is supposed to be like a transitional phase where there's some kind of like healing that happens. And then in 5D, it's like you can see beyond the material and like we're manifesting so much faster. And um, and like, I guess it's like a way of saying it's a, a, a present material existence where the spiritual is present. Like, I okay. guess that would be like, you know, to- and we all kind of want that. We kinda, I mean, why be not? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Why well, not? And guys, I'm looking at her Instagram right now and Everything is with like a sepia tone pink (laughs) and it's very pretty. She looks like a Marie Antoinette doll person, but yeah, it's really pretty. She's really good at curating like aesthetically things to look a certain way. And she she very much has her own like specific look. Um, And it's what people like. I mean, she's she does know what people like to see. I think that's sort of like a lot of these people are sort of masters at grasping what you want to see her here. Yeah, and she has some pretty, like, famous followers. Like, I'm pretty sure Rihanna follows her on Instagram and, like... uh, Uh, She has 260,000 followers. Yeah, she still has a ton of followers. Her follower count did drop on Twitter after the article came out because people were circulating (laughs) it on Twitter like crazy, and there were a lot of people in her mentions being like, hey, like, check this out. This person is not being authentic. Um, So anyway... To fast forward a little bit, I'm I'm in this world of Audrey Kitching. I'm checking in on her sometimes, and I'm I'm intrigued by her, but I'm also like kind of amused by her because it's just the Instagram is a little extreme for my taste. Right now, like, there's, I was, it's like, bananas. No, there's a bananas. picture of a crystal inside a rose. And that's yeah, it. <laughs> totally. And it's like this heightened aesthetic version of like you know spirituality sponsored by crystals. Yeah. You know? um, there's also some topless photos, which always. I love a fun topless photo. Yeah, she goes back and forth with that. I don't know what the deal is, except that it's like this very like feminine thing. Like just a reminder, I have breasts. It's <laughs> but, like Marie um, Antoinette does topless. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Naomi. So how long are you like orbiting and like I would say, checking her out before you're writing? I would say it was like about maybe like three weeks ish before. So literally within a week and a half, two weeks of me starting following her, um, my Reiki healer, <laughs> who I adore, um, her name is Shannon, um, posted in her Instagram stories. She was like, uh, do not follow Audrey Kitching. Do not retweet Audrey Kitching. She is a fraud. She's a fake. Like go to Alex March Energy's Instagram stories for more. And I was like, what? Especially because like I know my Reiki healer in the context of like this person who's helping me to like, you know, not have panic attacks and like be really calm and like and breathe she's and you be in my body. <laughs> yeah. And like, I guess it just never occurred to me like I, you know, like and I think Shannon was coming from like a place of wanting to protect people. Absolutely. But in in this like moment, I was like, there's drama in the Reiki community. <laughs> in like, the that universe? Was, yeah. So I like went over to Alex's stories and uh, Alex was like telling her story and she was sharing screenshots from this group chat about Audrey and like at that moment I really did not know what to make of it except that like these people were mad at this girl mm-hmm. you know like they had a bad relationship with her and, and I was like that's interesting oh, okay yeah. yeah I was like intrigued because I was like what is going on um, and uh, yeah eventually the moment I realized that there was a real story here was when somebody started an Instagram called Fraudry Kitching, <laughs> which I guess Alex March, who was the first girl who like I saw her stories about Audrey, has called her Fraudry for years. Um, but the Fraudry Kitching account posted side by side shots of um, merchandise that Audrey was selling in her store, Crystal Cactus, which is like linked to in every profile she has. Um, and it was showing like jewelry from her website. 
that was marked at like, I don't know, like $45, $64. And then you could see it on AliExpress. Um, same same exact merchandise, like a butterfly pin or like yeah. a, a garnet necklace. And it was like $3.30, $1.79. Yes. Um, these are just like ballpark figures I I'm putting out there. AliExpress They're not so much. <laughs> <laughs> is that like Alibaba? What is it? So Alibaba and AliExpress are related. I, as far as I know, AliExpress is like... Um, the wholesale like marketplace so like people can set up stores the same way that there are retailers on Amazon who are like Amazon is delivering the stuff but I think on AliExpress AliExpress themselves I don't think that they actually send the goods I think the retailer is giving it to you directly so I don't know the exact business model but it's all like wholesale merchandise that is being mass produced it's not you're not getting it from like uh it's not like Etsy <laughs> for example um Sorry. And she's claiming this stuff is like blessed and like. So at the time in her crystal cactus store in the about section, if you clicked on about, it said about the designer, which I think <laughs> it still does. She has changed some of the language. But if you went to the crystal cactus store, um, there was jewelry, candles, oils, all these things for sale. And in the about section under about the designer, it said this is a soul project by Audrey Kitching. Um, everything you see is like lovingly created, handcrafted in small batches with the intention to like transform and heal. So, you know, potentially you have people who are following her, getting these emotional boosts throughout the day by looking at her Twitter, Instagram and forming this like emotional bond with her work and then saving up and spending money because I, you know, I mean, I don't know how much money her followers have, but like they could be young, they could be international, they could be from anywhere and they're spending their hard earned money on a butterfly pin that they think is going to transform their relationships. And not only is it not handcrafted, but it's possibly made in really unethical conditions. Right. So um, that to me, when I saw that, I was like, okay, this goes beyond like she got a friend pissed off this is like there's a story here like she is doing like a like a pretty large scale thing in terms of like when you have that many followers i would say that's a large scale con you know even if she is buying small batches of this stuff or even if she is even if she does have a studio in new jersey yeah so she, her crystal cactus has its own instagram and that has 67.6 thousand followers uh, well and you said in your article this brand was carried by like retail, like by Urban Outfitters. They were. Wow. So, I, oh gosh, I'm going to forget the dates, but I think it was, okay, it would have been, I think it was like Christmas 2015. There were like a couple of big orders um, and a, a couple of the sources I interviewed for the article were working for Crystal Cactus at that time. Um, so yeah, there was potential for the brand to like really take off. Um, based on what I've heard from the people I interviewed, it sounds like, Urban Outfitters allegedly was pretty difficult to work with. It also sounds like uh, allegedly Audrey was not enough of a business person to move it forward. You know, like, um, you know, in the article, it says like that she spent like 85 percent of her time in the bathtub or in bed. Like, she was not she was <laughs> not amazing. like <laughs> I mean, she's living the dream. I'm so ways. jealous. I have done many an email via the bathtub and I recommend it. It's very <laughs> fun to do business in the bathtub. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was like um, if you also go back, uh, some of the interviews have been taken down because uh, like one publication, The New Menace which is like a fashion and new age publication, like online publication. They took down their profile of her. But in those publications, she's still saying at that same time, like, oh, yeah, like I make all the samples and then my team makes these like the stuff in small batches. Like she's definitely putting that idea out there that like this is a like a. I don't know. I don't know what the word is for it, but you know what I mean. Like it's an like experience. A, yeah, and that it's like a DIY small business yeah. operation, yeah. and that it's so like there's a humble there's yes, a humble side right. to it. It's like I don't want fame. I don't want to go big. I'm or doing it just because like, this is my art. Yeah, because I care. Expressing you know, like that was you're buying. This it. is my totally. gift, and like yeah, and I'm like I'm so spiritual, and like I care, and like and like I yeah. I mean, what's interesting is after the article came out, she started then like tweeting about like how mainstream new age stuff like preys on people's vulnerabilities right, and I was she's like, gonna go on that side. he blocked me before the article even came out 
Wow. Wait, why? Uh... Well, I had to email her. I mean, like as a journalist, you have to, I can't like write a story about yes. a person and not give them the opportunity to comment. So I reached out to her and I gave her the opportunity to comment. And I had like a couple of possible emails for her. And I, I tried the second one because I was like, I don't know if she saw this one. And it's weird that she didn't reply. And like right like a night or two before the article came out, she wrote back and she was like, you're going to get <laughs> an email from say? my lawyer. Um, like a cease and desist? I mean, she, she didn't specify that, but she was like, do what you must, but be prepared for the consequences of your actions. <laughs> and then, like, I went to look at her Twitter and I had been blocked and I was like, oh, OK. Do what uh, you must, um, lady. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she didn't block me on Instagram, maybe because I wasn't following her mm -hmm. there. I don't know. But um, she definitely acted quickly with that. And she acts very quickly. I mean, lots of people you can go on Twitter and you'll see this. Whenever people challenge her or ask her questions on Twitter, and this is in the article too, like um, there were accusations of plagiarism, for example, people who have said you're plagiarizing will get blocked right away. But also people are like, hey, I really like your teachings and I'm wondering if you can address this. She'll block them too. Yes, that is like, also normal. It doesn't really matter how you phrase yeah. it. She will not respond to these things. The only tweet I saw where she really directly addressed the article, she, she, there's a tweet um, that basically she was like, this has been happening since my MySpace days, which we, we should <laughs> yeah. talk about. Um, like every year or so, there's like a, a bullying and an attempt to <laughs> take me down. Yeah, well, she, she definitely like paints herself as yeah. the victim. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, maybe in her mind, she really sees herself as the victim. I have no idea what I would love to talk to her one day and know what's going on in her brain because I can't, yeah. I can't Be imagine. Before we move on to her internet, history um yeah, I yeah, yeah. so with these products that are not only sourced from um alibaba for like super super cheap but she's having like interns package them and sh and her mom ship them out and stuff right so i don't know if anyone ever it's alleged that her mom was doing it i don't know about that but i know that she basically all the people i spoke to whoever worked for her um yeah said that she did not handle things herself like there and you can see in the article that like i think it was lauren who said and this was somebody who worked for her and at one time was like her only employee um that she would like take a pair of tweezers take like a cheap crystal pendant from china and then like put it on a chain from aliexpress and be like okay you see that make 40 of those <sighs> and that lauren claimed that yeah lauren claims that audrey was not ever like in the studio doing work with them like she would maybe like pop in but it was very rare to see she's her in the, in studio. the bath you guys and she would yeah she would text she them from upstairs showering. like she would text them because the studio is in so she lives in a house in new jersey that she inherited from her deceased grandmother mm -hmm. and the studio is like in the basement mm -hmm. and so the house is like a lot like her instagram apparently lauren says that audrey is a very um very good at like decorating and designing yeah that that look she's achieving yeah um although what's interesting is like i had somebody reach out to me who lived with her back in like her la days and they sent me a picture of her apartment in la and they were like oh she made everything pink can you imagine having to live here and it was like a weird sad version of her current house <laughs> like it was kind of like just like like a duller pink and then like there were random balloons everywhere and i was like this is so weird this has been going on for so long if i could i'd paint my whole house pink and my couch i'd paint everything pink i paint my family pink i just it's my favorite color so i do appreciate i love it i just think it's such a happy color yeah um Let's change subjects and tell me about Audrey and her MySpace okay. <laughs> lifestyle. So I had a MySpace. I did not know of her in the MySpace days, but she was one of those. She was one of the scene queens. Like she was. What is that? What's a scene queen? So a scene queen, like there was basically, I feel like <laughs> for those who are not super familiar with MySpace or who had it but didn't use it in this way. Yeah, I, I part of what Mars, MySpace revolved around was like kind of like a, like an punk slash alt rock scene. 
like not true yeah, punk, oh, but like very like straight and bangs and white. Yeah, yes. like there yeah. was like a certain type of like rocker guy who was cool on MySpace, yes. and there was a certain type of girl he dated, and then there were lots of like suicide girls who had MySpaces, right. and they were yes. like kind of like you know like sexy like almost porn stars, but not quite. Yeah, and they all had like. Yeah. You know, like yeah, side bangs and like black Miserable, eyeliner, edgy, and, sexual. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Like very emo, very <laughs> yeah. tortured, very like yeah. fuck everyone, fuck you, mom and yeah. dad. I'm going to the show tonight. Going like, to the internet to express. <laughs> yeah, and so Audrey uh, dated this guy from Panic at the Disco, Brendan Urie. No way. And, mm, wow. Yes, yeah, so you can find like old pictures of them oh. online, and she had like hot hot pink hair great and she had like yeah it was like it was it was like long and like kind of like messy and yeah and so she became this like huge like myspace queen and so she had like this online presence it's it's fascinating because she really was like an early adopter of social media right it worked for her (laughs) like she's always and even one of her friends who reached out to me who went to high school with her told me that like when they were in middle school audrey loved like going in chat rooms and she would like start things with her bullies for her. And she was like, yeah, Audrey was like my protector. And she would like, <laughs> oh my God. Then she would also start conversations where she would be like, see, they don't like you. She would like bring up the girl's outfit and be like, didn't you think her outfit was dumb today? And everybody would be like, yeah. And she's like, see, I'm your only friend. She's <laughs> such a mean girl. Allegedly, allegedly. But well, yeah, but beyond a mean girl, because that's like, it's kind of like a personal kind of abuse, yeah. right? It's like, I'm your friend and I'll protect you. But just remember, nobody actually likes you. Like, it's a lot of emotional abuse. Also, to figure that out in middle school. Oof, what a creep yeah. to start that oh young. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I know a bunch of creeps that were that way in middle school, too. <laughs> but, yeah, so she, she was, like, really huge on MySpace. I guess she had a lot of friends on MySpace and had, like, this big <laughs> following there. And at some point, she moved to L.A. and she was kind of pursuing, like, fashion. She had a couple of fashion lines. One was called Tokyo Lux, and the other one was called Coco de Cur. Wow, I think I've heard like, of them. Yeah, I mean, probably at some yeah. point she was she was fashion blogging for BuzzNet, which I had never heard of. I know BuzzFeed, I hadn't heard of BuzzNet, but I guess she had a pretty strong following on there. Um, and she would like, yeah, I mean, I don't know what kind of modeling work she did, but I know she's been featured in like Nylon a couple of times, and she, uh. Yeah, I guess at some point she moved back east to New Jersey. I guess like L.A. did not work out for her and she uh, took over this house that had belonged to her. Well, yeah, when you get a free house. Yeah. Take it over. The, put some crystals the, in it. The Bada transition bang. from my- <laughs> <laughs> the transition from MySpace to healing is really like fuzzy to me and unclear. But there is a woman named Mila Starfire who, if you read the article, she's in it and she gave Audrey her first crystal. Like they were sort of like online buddies first and then Mm -hmm. they finally met at the 35th Hello Kitty anniversary party, which was like some art party. There was some art guy who I guess was like kind of known at that time. It's all like very scene oriented because like I guess if you're in it. Yeah, I guess. She is the scene. Yeah, like if you're in it, it's like anyone who was anyone was at the Hello Kitty party. (laughs) But I'm like, what? Like it sounds so bizarre to me, but I'm like, I guess. Um, So yeah, I think that was in like 2009. And Mm -hmm. Mila Starfire is also an energy healer. And she says that like, Audrey immediately like latched onto her. He's starting that night was like texting her like, when are we going to hang out? When are you coming over? And then like it started with her feeling bad for Audrey because Audrey was like basically like, I, I feel like I'm gonna, I'm like suicidal. I'm going to kill myself, stuff like that. And she like wanted to help her and protect her and like help her to heal. And then it became she was like and then it became like I was like a slave to her and I was like available at any time of day. Like I just always had to be available to her. And so the relationship kind of went in and out. She says she never paid her for any of her like energy work services. She also says that like Audrey started like copying her style and stuff and like but she stealing saw the, her looks. what she wanted. It looks like she like latched onto it. Yeah. And kind of like, like taking, I could do this. Yes. This looks cool or trendy. She she is an emotional vampire. She just like sucks people dry. Yeah. Yeah, so but it's interesting because it's it's hard to pinpoint when she made the full tilt into like this is my new costume, you know, is spirituality. Oh, she made it but, in her mind immediately, I'm sure. Like the second <laughs> she saw her at that Hello Kitty party, she's like, and this is my new persona. We're going. My space is out. Uh, crystals oh are in. Maybe, but she had her her fashion lines came after that. So there's like a fuzzier. I think I think Audrey had her own. According to Lauren, who worked with her and who has who I've spoken to at length, 
Audrey has her own like healers who she works with. And there was one person. Oh God, I can't remember this woman's name. Like right now on Twitter, the only person she follows is Karen Neverland, Ah! who says she's like a dragon Rishi master healer. I don't know what that means, but who also blocked me. (laughs) (laughs) I never even followed Karen Neverland. Yeah. Who knows Um, where she is? She's in Neverland. No, there's another person, but there was this woman. I can't remember her name, but Lauren said that Audrey would like Skype with her. She would have these Skype like healing sessions. And she felt like that was the only person who ever like conned Audrey because like she actually was paying this woman. And she was like, wow, she conned the con. But was it a con though? That's the thing because you're seeing a Reiki healer. Okay, this is what's also so confusing is like, yeah, spirituality is so vague. But when you see somebody specifically buying like a candle, I just looked on AliExpress and it's like a dollar forty. No. $2.17 $2.17 for a crystal and I'm sure they're selling it for way more. Um, that is a clear scam. But somebody who believes that they have, I don't know, spiritual practice or spirituality, it's hard for me to prove that they're a clear scam. That's what I'm saying. When it's an emotional, when it's an emotional connection, like I was just saying, like you can't ever tell anybody like what they're feeling is fake or real. But if you're seeing somebody deliberately purchase something else and then lie and say that it was a small batch crystal that they forged on their own, then that is a clear scam. Yeah, totally. Well, also a big part of like how people called out Audrey was they said she's not actually an energy healer. Like there's nowhere to book any energy healing services on her site. And according to the people I've spoken to, she never like performed healing work on anyone. Although she did try to attune Lauren to Reiki and Lauren's description of that was that... (laughs) She would like pressure her to stay for dinner at her house. According to Lauren, Audrey would pressure her to stay for dinner and she would like order Indian food or something. And then afterwards she would be like, okay, I'm going to like attune you to like Reiki level one now. And she would like flail her arms. And uh, because in Reiki and these other things, they say that you can move energy through the body through like burping that Audrey would force herself to burp a lot. Wow. (laughs) She would say. She would say, wow, I'm sweating. I'm moving so much energy right now. I can really feel it. I was like, no, Lauren, she did not burp at you. She just needed a Tums. (laughs) But I do. I feel bad. I I genuinely feel bad for people who spent money on her stuff and believed in her. And, you know, like there are people who've tweeted at me like I spent $100 on her site. I spent this much money. Um, But on the other hand. I don't think that like if people read her tweets in a moment where they like need support and like they got the support they needed, I don't think that healing is fake. I just think that it like proves that like that comes from you. Yeah. Like it's your own ability to like shift your perspective and your mood and like to take that moment. It's like it's like a spiritual placebo effect. You know, like you can it's get like, it from a fortune cookie just as much as you can get it from one of her tweets. It's so interesting because like so many of our scammers, they do believe in the service they provide. But I bet you that there are girls contacting her, DMing her, being like, you know, you're so inspiring to me. I just wish I could be more like you. Like, I'm sure she is getting positive feedback as well. I don't think she's a good person. I don't think she believes in what she's doing. From the things that my friend DM'd me, I think she's a bad person and she's scamming people allegedly. All right. Let me let me read these messages from my um, friend. And there's several of them that make me think that she knows what she's doing and she knows she's manipulating people and she knows she's scamming them. Um, She said she's been befriending and and abusing and manipulating younger girls for over 15 years, going through a new best friend basically every year. Um, I knew her for a while, but we became close when I was about 16 and a scene kid. We were both big on MySpace. I introduced her to a lot of bands I had befriended. She was four years older than me and a horrible influence and a horrible friend. She tried physically tried to beat me up multiple times once she pushed caffeine pills on me pressuring me to take six of them and said she was doing it too and it would get me high and she was in fact giving her pills to me i truly believe she was drugging me with the intent to hurt me i woke up in the middle of the night and threw up powder i got rushed to the er my stomach had to get pumped out the doctors thought i was trying to kill myself my heart was racing and i felt like my life was in danger i was kept overnight and my mom hated her after that she was very controlling and manipulative manipulative she would try to exile me um and then a bunch of other stuff that is normal mean girl shit but then she said when my dad had an emergency heart attack we had plans to go to a concert that night i texted her telling her what was happening and 
as I was in the ER with my dad being told he had a 50% chance to live, she was texting going off on me because I couldn't get her into the show anymore. Um, Because I had a a similar, somebody reached out to me with a similar story that involved pills. Wow. Uh, Yeah, but I don't know if it's the same person. This sounds a little bit different from that story, but um, I have had a lot of people reach out to me who've either, either worked with Audrey or had been friends with her who shared that they had similar experiences where she would like be extremely like controlling with them. And um, there was one person who worked for her who said that like allegedly she, when she like, even when she went on a vacation with her family, that Audrey was like constantly texting her and she like needed her to like, be basically on call. And that was like the recurring theme in this is like, which I feel like people talk about this when they talk about Trump too. Like this person who like doesn't sleep and always needs people around and like, like can't be alone weirdly. And is like, you're the best, you're the best, you're everything. And then yeah. suddenly it's like, you're horrible. Like it's very, it's yeah. kind of scary. Well, they um, like eat, uh, they chew people up and spit them out. Like the people to them, I feel like are, um, tools like uh you like you take a drink to relax or something or like you you, and that's why i think people like this do so well on social media because they're using other people's response emotional responses as like crack (laughs) to keep going and obviously there's like a zero empathy or compassion or i mean i don't know her but it seems like with a lot of our scammers they're just so focused on their end goal that they anybody that like falls in the way are just they're just in their way. They're just like people that are like gnats to them so they can get what they want. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it.
I do think that like scamming specifically like with this scam and I guess fire festival a little bit too, but it, to me it points to like just how vulnerable people are when we're like, you know, everybody's like hungry for like meaning or like messages of hope and connection. And I do think it's, it's to me, it's upsetting or scary to see somebody like kind of take something so personal like spirituality and like an interest in your own healing and growth and then use that to con you into giving them money. Um, and I think it like gives bad, na- it gives a bad name to like real like healers. I mean, you know, there's That's already Reiki so- healers so pissed. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. And I think also it's like, art. I do think another interesting thing that comes up in spiritual communities though, is that you're not allowed to be angry. It's like, it's oh. very, it's very like bad to be angry zen, and people yeah. can like spin that and they can be like, Oh, like, well that's like, and Audrey has done this too. It's like a lower level energy, lower vibrations. Off. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like those people, like they're coming from like a less evolved place. Don't listen to them. Like obviously. And it creates this thing where it's like dangerous to stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah. And that's how she succeeds. I mean, the human range of emotions are highs and lows. And so if you're banking on only the highs and really like shaming people for having that other chunk of emotion that we all have, she's she's profiting from all of this and from people also not wanting to i mean nobody want most people don't want to feel bad so she's also it sounds like she's like profiting from this seeking like you're saying yeah yeah well and she's also it's interesting because i interviewed a woman who's one of the co-founders at minka which is like a healing collective in um brooklyn like near the east side of prospect park um and they're like really interested in like ethical healing and intersectional approaches and like really being mindful about like where do these practices come from and like where do these tools that you're using come from and like are you appropriating stuff are you being respectful of like the things you're using um, and her name is Aki Harada Baker. And I think she specializes, I, ha- I have to look into this. I've never tried this like in like flower essences and how those can be really healing. Yeah, um, it sounds really cool. I don't know that much about it, but I do know about her like take on healing stuff. And she she was the one who really pointed out to me like how, um, you know, in like current mainstream spirituality, you're allowed to embody like the soft feminine but you're not allowed to embrace the warrior archetype. And if you look at like different mystical like practices, like the warrior archetype is just as important as like a soft, gentle mother. Like you have like Kali and you have these like goddesses of like, sometimes we need to tear it all down. And like, there's these goddesses of destruction who are like, no, like put, <laughs> burn it all down. <laughs> like, we, And that's as essential for the growth and transformation as the like soft, gentle, like, loving accepting like in moana (laughs) in moana the the bad lady spoiler if you've never seen it um the fire woman is actually just a woman who wants her you know her land back it's a goddess who embodies both but it's so gendered and it so plays on gendered gender stereotypes and so it's actually not empowering to just be like uh the soft goddess type and not embrace the warrior at all and to be cliche to or to to be frowned upon to embrace the warrior I also think because that yeah. yeah I think also like the need to be a warrior isn't always the most comfortable place like when you do have to stand up for yourself when you have to fight somebody when you do have to be aggressive it's not an easy comfy place so then there that does lend itself to this like escapism on Instagram of like this isn't real life look at this pretty picture of like a butterfly wing and glitter like it feels you know being tough and working hard and being hard is uncomfortable at times. And so the soft feminine just feels like an easy, wonderful, cuddly hug from your mom. And that is like a place people, I myself just like, I do love like to be warm and comforted and something nice and peaceful. I fall asleep to gardening shows because there's like no drama whatsoever. It's not a part I could be cast in and lost. It's just like a garden. <laughs> well, and, and you know, and at this time in our culture, there's so many like, we're at a point where there's like people don't go to like church or they don't have like spirituality mm-hmm. is changing. So people are seeking in so many different ways yes. and that for her and people like her to be scamming and giving this other kind of spirituality, a bad name is just like such a bummer <laughs> for like, yeah, and it is so easy. Like, yeah. It's so easily done because there's this void right now. Like it's not popular really in mainstream to be very religious, but I do think like the human spirit, we like something, there's something there. Yeah. And 
I can't say if religion is real or not. Like I can't tell you any of that, but I can say like that this is a, yeah, there, there's, we are as a culture seeking. Yeah. There's definitely like a human need for meaning. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Is, no yeah. matter what, like yeah. whatever your religious beliefs are, whatever yeah. your spiritual beliefs are, people are always hungry for some kind of meaning. And you and can find that in science. That. You can find in spirituality. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. She's totally playing on that. I, yeah, I think what you were saying about like enjoying soft, gentle things mm-hmm. like that is so true. And that's I think that's totally healthy and OK. But I think it's so dangerous for people to um, b- because we have so few examples of women like being strong or fiery and that being safe, like that it's safe to be that way. I think that like um, it, and I, I see you like thinking, but I know that we have I know it's changing. But I do think that people are still afraid sometimes to 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 not be nice. Oh my god! You know, like oh, just for sure. And I think you can I think you can use politics as a mirror of that, <laughs> or like hate to get political, but like anytime, I don't know, whatever. And, and the comments whenever women are st- strong in our culture and strong in politics, the way that they're evaluated and judged by mainstream. I don't even want to talk about this because it's <laughs> exhausting, but it's a good, it's a good mirror for what you're saying. And I also think like those, I was, I was thinking because those women are mainly the women that we call upon are historic women or women that currently aren't threatening any men like um, Frida Kayo. Am I saying right? Frida Kayo? Kahlo. Frida Kahlo is, everybody looks at her as this icon. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, everyone's like, this is the icon, but Frida Kahlo's deceased and Ruth Bader Ginsburg is past her like sexuality age. You know what I mean? Like it's, you sort of have to be a woman that isn't at all threatening to be somebody that then society can go like, wow, look at this badass woman. But you have to be in a sense past either past her sexuality or physically past. And that is a place that I think our society really like feels comfortable in because it is very overwhelming and scary. And I think women, when you see another woman, expressing herself in a way that isn't mainstream immediately our society thinks about themselves and goes like well I didn't like this when I was angry or this reminds me of that time I got mad at my dad or like it all becomes very personal when you see a woman acting outside the box there's so much internalized misogyny too where women are critical of other women and yeah it's it's hard Oh, I was just going to say, we haven't really talked about the um, shock rubs that Audrey was selling knockoffs of. Yeah, tell are us you guys, Are you guys familiar with shock rubs? I don't know any of this. I have no So idea. shock rubs is a sex toy company that designs sex toys that are made out of healing crystals. Oh. Um, and when I started researching the story, the founder of shock rubs, her name is Vanessa Cuccia. Vanessa reached out to me. And um, she was like, hey, I heard you're writing about Audrey Kitching. I'd like to speak to you. Um, And she was like, you know, back in November, uh, Audrey had been like a loyal shock rub stockist and she had been stocking shock rubs for like years. Mm -hmm. And then she tweeted this picture in November of all these different like crystal sex toy wands. And she was like the pleasure garden this is a project i've been working on like it's sacred like healing through like sexual energy um through through sacred sexuality healing through sacred sexuality and she was like in shock and she like texted her emailed her right away and she's like what's going on and audrey was like well uh, first and foremost i'm a healer i'm not a business person (laughs) (laughs) i'm in a bathtub currently (laughs) yeah and so i spent when i was researching the story i spent probably like a full day looking at like crystal dildos on aliexpress (laughs) trying to find which store audrey could possibly be getting her supply from and i think i found the one but you know this is all just conjecture like I have no idea if she actually got them from there but it it seems like you know she found a cheaper supplier and she's like well I can buy this and I can mark it up double like why stock shock rubs and get my little like 15% or whatever she was getting from them I don't know how much she was getting as a stockist but um yeah and they're like they're all the like they look exactly like the shock rubs designs um and which is like simple to the like naked eye you're like oh yeah like that's like kind of tapered at one end and a little bigger at the other and then there's like one that's curved but like it's definitely that design and it's definitely like these retailers in china like this business has become big enough 
that like it's worth it to them to make these because they know people on the internet are going to see this thing and be like, oh, it's kind of expensive. I want it, but I don't want to pay what it costs. And so they'll pay for like a cheaper version of it. The reason I brought that up. Okay, so Vanessa reached out to me. Well, the reason I brought that up is because even though this whole thing happened and even though Audrey was totally dismissive, like Vanessa was still like, you know, we were friends and like she was nice to me and she was Mm. like, this hurt my feelings. I was crying. Mm. But like it was still kind of like uncomfortable for her to say anything negative about Audrey. She was like, I don't like call out culture. I don't like take down culture. She was like, my... But also because she started this company from a very personal place and she was like, I want to help women like heal and feel like they're owning their sexuality again. I don't want to do this business so I can like talk shit about people. You know, that was her take. Do you think Audrey Um, just thinks all of these other people, though, are scammers as well? Like, does he think like she is going about this going like, well, this woman's obviously lying about crystals in her vagina. Like, I'm going to use her like. There's this idea of like sometimes when you are so jaded and you do just use people up, you might assume everyone else is doing that. Hmm. I've never thought of it that way. Um, I don't know. I've always been, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I've always heard that like people who are, and I don't know if not Audrey falls into this category, but I've always heard that people who are like narcissists think that like, if you're not, then you're like dumber. Yes. No, that's <laughs> so I've, true. I've heard kind of the opposite, like not that they suspect other people of scamming too, but that they think most people are stupid. And like, why would you just trust people and let people use you when you could be the user? Like that's, that's the, that's what I've heard about these kinds of people, but I don't know. And I also don't know that she could be categorized as that. I'm not like a psychologist or anything. So, but, um, I can't wait to like go down a crystal dildo rabbit hole on the internet later. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I've never researched crystal dildos and maybe they'd be amazing. Yeah. But, um, did, did you, when your friend reached out to you? Did you, had you already heard about this or she, this was the first you heard about it. She was like, Hey, I read this article and like this happened to me. She was, yeah, exactly. She, and I hadn't heard of her, which surprises me because I'm into that kind of thing. And I'm into like the new age spiritual crystal Uh vibe sort of thing. Uh, So I'm, I'm surprised that I hadn't heard of her. And then when I read your article, I can't believe how long she's been fooling people like there's so many links to other articles of cosmopolitan and all these other places calling her like a healing it girl and all this shit and i'm just like this is insane i don't know right but then when you google her you know maybe now the daily dot article comes out up but like you google her and the first things that come up are like oh we talked to audrey kitching about the best crystals to use you know and so suddenly you have this person who's like an expert without any formal training, without any formal schooling. She doesn't have to disclose anything about her teachers to you. Like she, I mean, there's no background on like, well, where did you get all this knowledge? And because she's like, I'm an intuitive, she can say like, it came to me. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the danger of this like spirituality and wellness culture as a whole. Like it's, it's so hard to know who's real and who's not. And Mm-hmm. It's a bummer. There's not a ton of like evidence based or like concrete stuff when you're dealing with the spirituality. Yeah. At least yoga teachers have to be like registered and have certified 200 hour trainings or whatever. But uh, uh, no, it's, it's very so hard. It's very, what was the thing that when you were reading this sort of gave you that like major red flag or flame to be like, I need to report this? Oh, as soon as I saw the screenshots of the of the goods that were like a dollar, whatever from AliExpress, she's scamming I was like, this people. Is, yeah, this is messed up. Like, yeah, that is you're conning people. Like, yeah, no, that I was like, I have to. Um, but you know what I didn't expect was the like emotional side of it. Like mm. the more like when I when I interviewed Lauren Carfagno, who like worked for her, and like kind of the emotional abuse that she says she went through. It, it, I mean, I was really shocked by like how deep that was and just the pattern with all the different people who I interviewed. Um, uh, yeah, there's just... Uh, a lot of our scammers get... That is sort of like what we find too, is that there's a lot of an emotional... They're masters at manipulating. They can manipulate business, but then they're um, emotional manipulators as well. Yeah, like they, they find people's vulnerabilities or they, or, they, or they find people who are vulnerable. Well, they can spot they, it right away. Usually they're really yeah. good at seeing it. Yeah, and I... It made me think about my own like relationship to this kind of stuff in a new way. Like, am I doing these things from a place of like self-love and empowerment? And am I choosing these things like consciously choosing them? Or am I like 
in a moment of like fear or anxiety, like looking for something to cling to. A release, you know? yeah. 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 Um, for my own personal like journey, I was very into astrology for a long time. And I was yeah. like very into Susan Miller. And Susan Miller tells you all these great things are going to happen in your life and blah, blah, blah. And I was like using it as a way to cling onto like hope for like my creative career. After like two years, I was like, I don't control over, I have control over this. Mm -hmm. Susan Miller doesn't have control over this and I need to just let it go. But just clinging to that so much and having that hope just caused me so much emotional pain that like I had to like give up that kind of stuff. Like like dependency on it. or, Or like full trust in it and full like belief in it because it's, it's it it was damaging for me and it was like not because healthy. Can I ask you, was it like you would get this like horoscope that would say, and this month these things are gonna fall into place and you'd feel really good and then when things don't pan yeah, out. Yeah, so really I was low. waiting tables, you know, and then I would read my Susan Miller yeah. at my waiting tables job and I'd be like, Well, this month I'm gonna book a commercial or whatever, you know, and then that doesn't pan out and it's like, Well, fuck, like I'm an asshole you know and susan miller was like i was just talking about getting a good parking space exactly exactly (laughs) so yeah that's what it was for me (laughs) yeah when i was talking to um aki from minka about this i asked her i was like well how can you know like who to work with yeah and um she said you should never work with people who are using fear with you you know like you'll have people who will say to you like oh your aura your aura is like black you know like or tell you i can take care of this wow your energy is really like Mm. messed up right now Mm -hmm. um and you know basically she said you should always work with people who see the limitless like potential in you and they tap into that every time and they feel it and you feel it too and it's a choice to Mm. work with them you're not doing it because you feel like oh, if I don't have this person, I can't make things work. You're doing it because you're saying, you know what? I like what this person has to offer me. I like what they're showing me. Like you're choosing it. And it's like a conscious choice, which is really interesting. Like I was like, that's just good life advice for like, <laughs> dating, <laughs> friendships, family, like, you know, like consciously entering your connections instead of like being like, oh no, I have to go back to this person because if I don't, everything's going to go bad and like I'm going to have accidents and I'm going to lose my job. And, you know, like that kind of, Energy is not, um, it's just anybody who's trying to like use fear and intimidation to manipulate you is probably not somebody you should work with. Yeah, and I feel like spirituality is such a like, it is wonderfully like fuzzy and unclear and that helps a lot of people, but it also doesn't really let you nail down huge warning signs. I feel like, you know, like this is a bad doctor. They don't have a clear doctor's office. (laughs) Their waiting room is also filled with other people waiting, you know, for off track betting or something like you know like there's there's things that you see for like a good or bad doctor like things you can kind of like sense very simply but you know when it is an energy healer everything sort of can be masked in the same literal cloak of like the same design the same color lighting everything and it i think it is harder because i think it does have to be much more intuitive when you decide to work with somebody like this and being intuitive is I think sometimes really difficult. There's like, cause our brains are going a million miles a minute. We're thinking of all kinds of things and we, it's, it's hard to trust yourself. And sometimes you might be a lot of times women, especially are like given flack for being like oversensitive over something or, or too neurotic. I had this when I was pregnant, people were like the biggest thing that I talked about with a lot of my friends were they would sort of shame you if you went to the doctor early to deliver. Cause you thought the baby was coming. And you're like, obviously the baby's not coming. And like the biggest fear as a pregnant woman when you get closer, we would all talk about this as like, oh, I don't want to go to the hospital before I'm ready because they're going to give me such a hard time. They're going to really shame me and then send me back home. But what if I am ready and then I'm going to deliver in the car? Like everybody was afraid of that That's time. Terrible. It's a, yeah, it's a terrible thing. And so that also we're is, allowed to make mistakes. Well, also like fuck? it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't even get into this. Ugh. Yeah. It's all bad. It's really bad. It makes me very uncomfortable. No, but that is like, that goes back to the whole like 
perfectionism that gets placed on women. And that can come up in spirituality too, you know? And this goes into like when people get into like cults and stuff, there's like a lot of pressure. Like, are you pure? Are you doing things the right way for the cult? Like it's like, it can be like a cult mentality. Well, there's just a lot of like other people deciding how a woman should or shouldn't behave or should or shouldn't feel. And then you also tell women to be intuitive and to trust herself. But then there is somebody right there next to you telling you how you shouldn't behave. And I don't feel it's as much with men and I could be wrong and there could be somebody listening saying that's not true but I do feel that I've noticed and maybe I've even done this myself like been like oh trusting a little bit more trusting like "Eh, he knows what he's talking about I don't know why I don't know if it's because men from an early age are asked to be tough boys and grow up faster or if they're men just aren't like told that they're wrong as much no I I think I think it's like I think it's pretty I think it's pretty simple I think it's just like you know men are in power in positions of power And so like they're more likely to people in power are more likely to say yes to people who remind them of themselves. And so just from a young age, I think boys get that signal of like, yeah, you got it. And then if they make a mistake, it's like, oh, whatever. I didn't mean that. Like, you know, whereas with women, it's like, well, oh, wow, you really don't know what you're talking about. No, well, I think I don't know, because like right now I'm like currently raising a boy. And so I do think that with both sides, it's you know, you are teaching them like mistakes and yes, right and wrong. But I do think with women, there is a thing of like, well, you should have known. Like with boys, you can sort of be like, oh, you're a boy. It's fine. Like there's this, there is that forgiveness. But with girls, there's like a shame. There's so much pressure. You should have known. Yeah, you should have known better. And that, I think that's the fear of like being pregnant and going to the hospitals. They're like, oh, you should have known. Obviously this was just gas pains. It wasn't a baby happening. So that is this like, it's in the beginning, like little girls are, they communicate differently. They're sort of like bullied differently. It is sort of all this like unseen. I was bullied heavily when I was younger. It's just sort of like all this unseen um, manipulation and emotion. So you sort of become like very defensive of it. And I just think it makes it at times hard to be intuitive or hard to like stand up for yourself. Whereas a boy, people are more forgiving, you know, whether it's because, you know, obviously society is geared towards them, but just people just go like, oh, it's okay. But girls, there is that thing of like, you should have known because you're women are smart and you're supposed to be smarter than this. Um, that is weird that there would be so much pressure on women to like have all the answers when they're also told that they're wrong so often. Though. Yeah. You know, it's like a, such a, I think, I feel like it's like just such a double bind. Like you're really oh, it trapped. It's terrible. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, I'm really experiencing fair. it. It's so hard. Um, and I will say like, I listened to myself and nobody else and my baby was born with a cord around his neck and it, we had to have an emergency cesarean. And if I hadn't screamed and kicked then, and everybody told me to just to calm down and I didn't listen to anybody. So we can cut that out. This is just like really upsetting because like Aww. people don't listen to you period. And he could have died. And so I, but you, he didn't. Yeah, and you did the right it's thing. It's really shitty. So I, I just feel like that. It's really, really shitty. And um, he was born three weeks early. Like all of it was not at all. And I was nervous, you know. But who cares? I told me him cry. To, I know. <laughs> and he came, and I had to like be. I had to like be very aggressive. And that's the thing of like you. And you had to fight. You had to be the really warrior. Fight. And, yeah. And, and then when he was born you know, they took him and I was drugged and they didn't let me see him at first. And I had to like fight with the nurse then to see him as soon as I woke up. And I was just so much aggressiveness. And so that is, I don't know how this is turning into spirituality, but I just think that is like, <laughs> that's so real though. Like it's how women, how women are treated and you can profit off of it. You really can. People have, when you have something because we're human beings and there is a spiritual and emotional, all these sides to us. And then you have somebody that is doing this. I mean, I can see how heartbreaking it feels to a friend who's felt that closeness to her, this Audrey person, and then felt like it was like ripped away or used or like spirituality is, is a tough thing to explain and to like, and then to when it, I feel for your like your Reiki healer too. Like she's like, no, this has worked for me. Like I'll never be able to explain like how I felt that I knew my son needed to be born, but. And I'm sure your Reiki healer feels deeply of her experience with her students and she probably can't quantify it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always a tricky thing to talk about because even like when you're expressing that, you know, we have to like qualify it and you're like, this sounds hippy dippy. And it's like, yeah, you're right. It's, it's very uncomfortable to just say like, I know I had this experience that a lot of people will dismiss as like false or Mm. not real, but it's something I experienced in my body and it's real. It's valid. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And I think that like that like ability to trust yourself can be such a powerful tool and it can be so helpful. And I think it can also be a place where we get really like uncomfortable and anxious and it, it can be it can feel dangerous to like be powerful. Yeah. It's such like spirituality is such a crazy fuzzy world and that's like from all these sides so how do you feel at the end of this are you like how how did it change the way you look at things definitely I mean I really am impressed with the people who like stepped forward and shared their stories with me because I think that's like a brave thing to do like similar to calling out like uh, somebody who's like a sexual abuser you know I think it's like it's a little scary to do this stuff and um, I think it was really brave of them to like speak up um, and yeah it definitely changed my thinking around um, just like what am I looking for when I'm looking for answers you know right what's my motivation yeah what am I looking for and how do I actually like what actually makes me feel safe and like strong and powerful versus like what gives me that like fantasy of like everything's gonna be better now you know sometimes you want that fantasy sometimes it's like totally I'm having a rough day I just need some fantasy yeah yeah it definitely and and that thing that Aki said to me about always working with people who like see the limitless potential in you and like Mm. you see the limitless potential in you it just that really stuck with me because I was like oh yeah like I don't want to be in situations where I'm just going to something because I feel scared like I want to remind myself that I like always have a choice you know right I hope, you know, if all the allegations are true, I hope that people who've bought stuff from her, who've been scammed, will put together like a little lawsuit and get their money back at the mm. very least. That'd be because smart. like, you know, she can set up whatever kind of shop she wants. People buy from wholesalers and mark things up all the time. But right. like she sold it to them under false pretenses. And that is not OK. And she can tweet whatever she wants about 5D. I don't she she has every right <laughs> To be this Twitter all kinds of things, yeah. But she does. She has the right to be whatever kind of Twitter yeah. spiritual teacher she wants to be. But she doesn't have a right to manipulate and lie to people about what she's giving them, especially at that like deep personal level where it's like, I'm going to transform you and heal you. I feel like I really hope that people. I just hope that those people get like some justice. You know, if if everything is true, which it looks like. I mean, the evidence looks pretty clear to me, but. You know, I can only say what people told me is true. I can't mm-hmm. say like I wasn't there. I wasn't at the crystal, crystal cactus basement. So I don't know what actually went down. Yeah. And like you're saying, it does say that on her website. It talks about the studio space and soulful products made with integrity and pure ingredients. It's you just... want to know the funniest thing I found that Ooh. I haven't spoken about anywhere yet? Tell us. On her Instagram, there's a picture of her cat. Okay. Okay. Maybe we can find it, actually. I'm there's a it. picture of her cat. If you go to her Instagram, if you scroll down, it's maybe from like a month ago uh, maybe or like end of January, like January 31st-ish. <laughs> and it's a really cute, like fluffy gray cat. And the cat is kind of like looking up and you can see like the pink walls behind the cat. And if you look closely, the cat is sitting on a box that says made in China. <gasps> <laughs> let's screen grab it and add it to our gram it's really like when i saw it when i like zoomed in on the cat picture i was like yes this here it is. is too funny do you see it yes do you see the box right here. yep made in china made in china <laughs> oh my god here, i mean like and this is like in plain sight yeah <laughs> just like <laughs> and there's a lot of boxes in that picture <laughs> Wow. I mean, who knows? Maybe she was just redecorating her own upstairs wow, no, I with see some China two, merchandise. I feel like I see like five big boxes. <laughs> yes. It just cracks me up that like that's how comfortable she is with what she's doing, that it wouldn't occur to her that like, oh, yeah, my cat, cat is sitting on a box that says made in China right now. Maybe and has she like responded shady. to any of these accusations by just telling people? Like she, she just she made she that just tweet about um she's she's just done a lot of tweeting about like lower vibrational people and, like, <laughs> you gotta cut them out. That and, sounds like a vagina to me when you're like she's so lower vibration. I'm like oh her vagina's feeling good. Like it just sounds like like your V is like having a great time. Yeah, I love that lower <laughs> vibrational is a positive thing. I know. I'm like oh she's <laughs> fun in her lower vibrate. Yeah, I'm like that's really exciting. Good for her. If only. Yeah. So what? Where was the article published? Oh, um. So it was published on the Daily Dot. Okay. Um. If you just search for Audrey Kitching Daily Dot, it'll come up. I think Great. it might even still be linked in my Instagram profile. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, it got a lot of traffic. Probably I my most viewed it. article to date. It I really love it. Blew because up on Twitter. It's because it's crazy. I mean, that is a crazy thing. 
Yeah. So yeah, but you can, um, if you want to read more of my articles, you can follow me on Twitter. It's just at N-A-Y-O-M-I-R. Um, or you can follow me on Instagram. Sometimes I post my articles there. My latest is about um, the wing, women's co-working Ooh. space and how they're building we love the diversity. Well, um, we can't wait yeah, to see your next article and for you to come on and talk to us. Yes. I know. Oh, thank, thank you Thank so you for much. doing Naomi. the Lord's work. Yeah, thanks so much. <laughs> thanks for having me. Thanks. Okay, guys. And if you liked our podcast or had any comments or questions or experience with this sort of thing, you can give us a call. We want to hear from you. We have had some amazing phone calls. Our hot tip hotline is 347-509-9414. Even if you just want to call and tell us about a scam that happened to your neighbor. Again, it's 347-509-9414. And you can always just email us at scamwellpodcast at gmail.com. And we love if you would rate and review us on iTunes. Thank you, guys. Makes us feel good. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.